Good morning, this is Hilda, your Hilda from Hilda's Shoulder. Hilda is a storyteller, she is a relationship enthusiast, especially Niger relationships. Hilda's is a poet and so much more. So it's been a while I did a podcast, you must forgive me. If this is your, t- your first time tuning in, let me say a very big welcome and thank you for stopping by. And if this is not your first time tuning in, let me also say thank you for coming back. Today's topic is slightly um, psychoanalytic. Um, well, not so much, but just a little bit. It's about uh, codependency. I was doing some research online and I stumbled on um, some work done by psychologists and uh, therapists. Now, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting phenomenon, codependency, if you've not heard about it. Codependency is, let me try and explain it as simply as I can. It's a phenomenon or it is what happens when one person, of course we're assuming that this is a two-person relationship, so it happens when one person is very needy of the other person's love, attention, and it seems as if the other person's response to that love is very important to the first person who is the codependent. Let me give you some more examples so that it will be more, it will be clearer. Um, for instance, you find people who are codependent have a picture in their heads, um, whether that picture was created by the media or books or films or whatever. Anyway, the picture is that we are together. Um, I am doing this because I love you. I want us to perhaps go to the park together. I want us to solve my problems together. I want to be there for you. I am doing this. I want to surprise him because I love him. Or I want to do this for her because I know she likes this consistently. And everything that the person does within the relationship has to do with because I want us to, you know, whatever it is. And where the problem lies, of course, is if you can have a codependency and you can have um, uh, an... If both of you, for instance, are codependents and... I think at the end of the day it's fine because it's balanced. But where one person is a codependent and the other person involved is a completely independent person emotionally, you start having issues. The codependent person um, loves wholeheartedly and the codependent person is very good at sacrificing. Sacrificing wholeheartedly even sacrificing themselves to their own detriment so um, I don't know how many codependent people are out there whether um, you have some of the characteristics I have mentioned and I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist so this is just me talking I'm not talking professionally I'm just talking based on 
um, experiences and my research and sharing information with you. So if you find consistently that there's a trend in your present your, or your past um, relationships, you notice that you seem to put in so much energy and the other people are just not meeting you up even halfway or they're just not um, responding po- as positively as you would have wanted or as romantically echoes as you have w- wanted then you need to uh, sit down and really check yourself another thing i know is even on the spiritual level spiritual not per se um, muslim christian on the spiritual level when you put in so much energy into something somehow that something begins to elude you so relationships with people too are really not much different sometimes we get irritated when the other person is too much into us maybe we're um you have a mindset to um meet your goals you want to start a new business you want to do so many things and your partner is ogling at you and very much into everything almost everything that concerns you and is not forging ahead in the way that you would have desired definitely there will be issues um these are um, issues that come up and make one party see that the other party does not love them prior to now i have um, discussed topics about loving loving yourself and i think that we place more importance on the other party um, i think that codependence putting so much energy into the other person because somewhere in the head in the mind it feels very good it feels as if there is an achievement when the other party more or less if i can use the word verifies us emotionally and we feel that it is a win for the for us to have passed the test the romantic test or the emotional test that the other party who doesn't even know has imposed in us has imposed on us you know so um i i researched for the solutions and the solutions really are not different the solutions to being a codependent it's not all bad news that if you're a codependent and you're dependent on your partner's emotional state you're dependent i mean don't get me wrong i'm not saying that it shouldn't matter to you what your partner whether your what your partner is going through or your partner shouldn't matter no and um, the point i'm making is if loving our partner is taking up so much space in our emotional memory card that there's little space for us our emotional states independent of our partner then we have a problem also in africa there is this thing i think i've mentioned it in one of my podcasts um long ago there is this thing about doing stuff together there is this facade that a couple that wears ashwebi the same ashwebi stays together or a husband and wife that 
you both like omelettes or both like um, uh, hot um, spicy food or both have um, things in common are necessarily connected the connection that we should seek is the for instance in terms of marriage and well in terms of dating as well is that both of us should try and achieve either our goals which coincide or our individual goals for ourselves and the goals could be anything they could even be relationship goals you know so i think and this is my personal opinion i think that especially here in Africa or in Nigeria, I think that that thing that is imposed on us by society, that the definition of a politically or socially correct couple is a couple that lives together and does everything together in unison. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the couple is doing all of that for themselves or for basically any strategic or conceivable benefit to themselves but just for the sake of ticking the boxes of being a couple that the society would look up to and use an example of what a couple should be i don't know if that makes any sense to you but it does to me but try and understand it it's simple enough so nigerian couples i think in a lot of ways are pressured with Um, giving off that facade, giving off the impression that the couple is in sync in every way, physically and all of that. Being a couple doesn't mean that you necessarily have to share all the same likes and dislikes or that, as it happens too in our culture, that as a woman or as even as a man, you have to give up yourself you know, to be subsumed into the other patterns, whatever they like in quotes, so that you can feel more, so that you can feel, feel a sense of being a good wife or being a good husband. Though it's rare that you hear that husbands give up themselves, you know, and subsume their um, social or relationship identity into that of their women. It's very rare, but I mean, these days there's so many things happening we cannot tell. So, how do you get off being codependent? I think the first thing to address is the fact that a codependent person spends so much time um, rethinking, rehashing and um, taking stock of what the other person has said, done, um, is likely to do, did, blah, 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 so much drama. And the codependent person, um, um, metaphorically speaking, is like a, a mushroom that is feeding off a dead tree. You know, I'm not saying the other person is a dead tree, I'm just trying to use this as an analogy. So the, the point I'm trying to make is that the, the mushroom needs the tree to survive. So you have to, a codependent person also 
um, does things because he or she needs to do them. Um, funny enough, the partner of the codependent person might not even notice, might not even appreciate what the codependent person is tenuously trying to put forward. I am doing this because I love you. I bought you this because I love you. I did it, did it, did it, and on and on. So the first things first is to go back into your being yourself and start to do things consciously and start to work on yourself, love yourself, be with yourself, enjoy your solitude and remove your tethers from as much as possible. Reduce the tethers you have that you have sunk into your partner because you need your partner to validate you in some way. Validate yourself. The thing again is that there is no perfect person. So your partner is not perfect. You are not perfect. So don't get it wrong if you cannot even detach from them considerably. It's a work in progress. Begin to become more conscious about the things you do and the responses of your partner. If you feel that you are doing the 80% of the relationship and you feel that your partner is doing the 20%, then you have to sit down and really refocus your energies. At the end of the day, I mean, spiritually speaking, we are all bundles of energy and you cannot utilize all of your energy or most of your energy and subsume it into the other person's energy. We could have your energies running separately and energies collide every now and then or quite frequently to achieve something and then the energies would basically separate and continue running independently. For some people, that's the um, the partners or the spouses of the codependent, they may find it stifling to be with a codependent and Sometimes in response to the um, closeness, the close marking with which codependence give, it actually makes the other person more aloof. Why? Because the energies that they would have brought into the relationship, and well, they see that the energies coming from the codependence is so strong and so overpowering that it almost looks as if there is no necessity for them to bring in their energy. So, bottom line is, be more mindful, be more conscious about the things you say and the energy that you give off. Take time, if you can, go on a little vacation, even if it's in your flat, and reduce the energy that you put into that other person because sometimes they may not even appreciate it. They may just see it as somebody that is overly in love and can't control themselves. And number two, get a life. Get a life, meaning open up yourself to new people, not specifically for dating. I mean, on a social level, if you've not been spending time with your friend because all of your time is spent with your partner, then look for other ways you can socialize. And by socialize, I don't even mean just making new friends. I'm talking about spending more time socially with people. You could even be members of your family, members of your mosque or your church or whatever religious 
um, body you belong to. The focus should be on yourself. I mean, when you think about it really, when you were born, even if you were, you, if you were a twin, when you were born, you came out alone. You didn't come in holding hands with anybody. And likewise, when you go, and when we all go, we all go alone. So it means that the design of the universe or nature is for everybody to be responsible for themselves and to themselves first. Even biblically, if you're a Christian, it says remove the log from your eye before you remove the speck from the eye of another. So basically speaking, this is not selfishness. This is doing what is best for you first so that you will be in a state or you would have the ability to give to the next person. Love your neighbor as yourself, the Bible says. It doesn't say love your neighbor more than yourself. Neither does it say love your neighbor. Uh, love your neighbor without season. Never. Let's take another mundane example. When you get on the plane and you're working through the, um, the disaster plan manual, so to speak, when they're telling you, oh, in case of any emergency, this and this and this, they always say, mothers, use the oxygen mask first before you put them on your children. Why? It is better that the life of the parent is saved first so that the parent is in a, in a position to save the life of their child or children and not the reverse. And then what is the essence of the parent dying and leaving a young child who cannot even fend for themselves? I guess that's the philosophy behind that. But you get what I'm saying. Work on yourself. Fill your life. You do not need a human being to fill in the gaps of your happiness. You do not need a, to be dependent on their every move or their every mood. Maybe you should face your mood. Maybe you should spend time in your mood and understand yourself better. And maybe you should do some reading too, some more on codependency. And maybe that's the reason why almost everybody that has dated you goes away, doesn't date you for long and goes away because codependency is not, um, it's not an evil, um, hurtful or a wicked thing to be. It's not something that is completely awful per se, but it is something that can stifle your life especially concerning relationships with people and something that can make you look like you're misunderstood most of the time, you know. So look at this again. Your life is most important to you. Your life is important to your loved ones and friends, yes, but it is more important to you. You're living the way you live and relate with people and the way you do your stuff. Is most important to you and that is why you should not cheat yourself by putting too much premium on the next person because they also have a right to live their lives as fully as they wish so why not live yours fully okay 
Um, this is a little bit I can say today. I hope that, that somehow I have made some impact. I hope you've enjoyed uh, my discussion with you today, even though you didn't say much. And if you have any comments at all, please send me an email at Hilda's shoulder for you at gmail.com. The Hilda's is spelled H I L D A S as Hilda's. So um, the email is actually H I L D A S S H O U L D E R. Four is figure four, and the U is letter U. So it's Hilda's shoulder for you at gmail.com. Hilda's Shoulder has a website, so if you like romantic fiction, some poetry, and some lovely writing, you can just um, go over there to the site and uh, visit and leave your comments. If you like anything we've got there, the website address is hildashoulder.com. So, Hilda's Shoulder is also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I would love to hear from you. If there's a particular topic you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to send me an email. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye.